The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Welcome to Wilford Watches Podcast, an American podcast about professional wrestling. And today we have a very special guest. He is Sam of Wrestling Resurgence, a new young organization in the UK uh, that does artcore wrestling, art house wrestling. It's uh, it's definitely different, and that's why I wanted to talk to Sam about it today. Uh, Sam, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, really good. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hear the weather is miserable in the UK right now. It's kind of dreadful. Is that right? Yeah, it's been better. It's uh, yeah. Well, uh, sorry to hear that. I am in San Antonio, where it is um, a balmy twenty-two degrees today, um, and overcast. Uh, sun's trying to come out, as you can see. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining. I'm, I'm a really big fan of one, the artwork, um, which I want to learn more about. To the really interesting wrestling that you have, the the fantastic, um, just the whole aesthetic of wrestling resurgence is a lot of yeah. fun, and you put up a you know quite a few free programs on YouTube to matches, so um, very yeah. accessible to people here in the states to check out. Uh, what is art house wrestling? Um, so I guess it comes from our professional backgrounds. So. Um, we do wrestling promotion on the side alongside working in the arts. Um, so like myself, uh, my background is in contemporary visual art. Um, so I'm a curator at a gallery in, uh, in the UK. Um, John, who's my, one of my kind of colleagues, he, he's a theatre producer, theatre maker in the UK. And then um, there's a number of other collaborators. Uh, our commentator, like our, our colour commentator, Claire, She's a wrestling ac- an academic that studies uh, drama and theatre primarily, um, but then as a kind of side interest, um, professional wrestling as a kind of art form, as a physical art form. And and that's really fascinating because on the YouTube or on I'm sorry on the on the Twitter and YouTube, um, if you go to Twitter, you go W underscore Resurgence, and you'll see a video down the timeline that shows. Um, about how wrestling is art, and I really, really liked that little mini doc that you guys put together. That was very fascinating. Um, it's a very different style of pro wrestling, particularly artcore, which was a, a crazy match that I watched, <laughs> um, which put up on YouTube. So I would highly recommend you check out the Wrestling Resurgence YouTube. Uh, tell us about Nottingham. Uh, tell us about the scene. How can we relate to Nottingham? What kind of scene is there? Um, and, and also if you guys travel at all, or do you stay right in um, Nottingham, Nottingham? Yeah. So we're, um, we're in a kind of region called the East Midlands. Um, so we're very close. There's Nottingham, uh, Leicester, where we're, we have a show next week. Um, and then actually this week, and then, uh, another town called Loughborough, uh, and Derby. So all of those kind of towns and cities are in quite close proximity to each other. They're about half an hour drive time between them. Um, so we're, we're based in both Nottingham and Leicester. Um, Spandex Ballet, which was the big September show 
that was in Nottingham. And then um, top of the chops uh, was Leicester. And then the next one's in Leicester and then we're back in Nottingham. So we're doing kind of every other month, um, working between Leicester, Nottingham, and then we'll be adding Loughborough um, in a couple of months' time. So just in terms of the wider scene, um, Nottingham's has had a, a very good, small kind of family-run uh, company called House of Pain. Which is, um, they run a training school and shows in local kind of community halls and things like that. They've been going for a number of years, um, produced some really great British wrestlers, um, people like Gabriel Kidd, um, Joseph Connors, who you're probably familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, they all came out of that kind of training school. Um, Visage and Kanji, who are both quite big parts of our product, they're both from the House of Pain Wrestling School as well. Um, so Nottingham's got a good history in terms of um, producing wrestlers and putting on shows and things like that. Um, but it's probably maybe lacked in terms of um, more companies. It's really just been House of Pain running shows for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other parts of the UK, you've got you know bigger companies like Progress, like a Pro Attack um, running kind of uh, the South, Southwest, and then like obviously London, Birmingham area. Um, so obviously the UK is so, so small and it's so easy to travel between these cities that um, the scene's really UK-wide. Like we can work with anyone who's based in, uh, in Bristol um, through to people that are based in like Scotland and the north and stuff. So yeah. Because we're right in the centre of the UK. That's great about the location. Um, there, there seems to be so many companies right now in the UK that are thriving. Like you mentioned a few already. Um, I also spoke to Riptide's owner. I spoke to Eve Pro Wrestling's owner as well. And it's very hard to find your way in a very crowded niche scene. Mm. So so uh, in in addition to, you know, art house wrestling, which is a great, great gimmick and, and ethos, um, what else sets you apart from the other companies? Because it's very, very difficult to do so with a very concentrated UK wrestling scene. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, because the scene is so big you are able to kind of find niches within it um so i think luckily we're in a situation where there seems to be a big enough market to accommodate a lot of different varieties of wrestling um so some of those companies that you mentioned um eve uh, a company that are an influence on us uh, riptide certainly um joshua riptide was really helpful when we were um starting out and setting up he was um, a good sounding board for a lot of stuff um, but there, because like um, Riptide are down in Brighton, we're all the way up in Nottingham. We're not really competing with each other. Um, so I think, like with with Resurgence, what's what we try to do is we try to bring um, the the kind of skill base and knowledge that we have from our professional lives and apply that to wrestling. Um, so that's why you'll get a product which is, I mean, like we we like to think that we're really well run. Like we're we're quite efficient. We take a very kind of professional ap- approach to how the companies run. And so we treat it as if we would be treating any kind of like art form that we deal with in our on our, in our daily lives. And then also we have a real emphasis on character, um, which will probably come through in terms of stuff that you've watched. So we 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 don't just kind of book anyone. We look for um, people that we think um, embody the the type of experience we want our visitors to have. So um, people like Jack Sexsmith, um, Chuck Mambo, Gene Money, who's recently joined us. They're on Spike Trevay, um, who's just on fire at the moment. Yeah on that kind of like character spectrum of the wrestling world um and that's that's where we kind of try to play it place ourselves when you talk about uh, characters 
I think about Charlie Evans, which is definitely she's a character to say the least. Um, <laughs> I picked up one of her shirts, and I get the weirdest looks here in San Antonio when I wear a Charlie Evans shirt. Uh, but yeah, you you have a really really interesting cast of characters and and really good wrestling quality too. I mean, it's not just gimmicky stuff. Like the art core was fun. That was a fun <laughs> twist uh, on something. But it's more than that. It's a lot more than that. I just watched the Charlie Evans Kanji match. Um, while I was uh, at work earlier, because um, it's free on YouTube, which also helps out. And you have a big thing coming up called Spinal Graps. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that in March, March 3rd? Yeah, um, so Spinal Graps is our kind of return to Nottingham Contemporary. Uh, and the thing that makes the Nottingham shows really special is the venue. So uh, that venue where Spandex Ballet and the Art Core match took place, that's um, one of the countries like um top contemporary art galleries so it's, it was only built in 2009 i think and it's really kind of state-of-the-art it's got a fantastic theater lighting rig uh, the venue itself is really unique it's sort of underground in this kind of quite vast bunker space it's all con- concrete walls and things like that and it really gives the product a kind of different vibe um but it, just in terms of the actual wrestling um we've got a lot of fun stuff planned we, we always we're like firmly of the belief that wrestling is a variety show um so like you picked out the difference between, say, the Kanji and Nevins match and something like Artcore, we'll always try to have um, a variety of different styles accommodated within the product. So there'll be some matches that are really kind of stand out in terms of their you know, technical characteristics, things like that. Um, but then there'll also be some of the show, some of the matches that kind of people associate us with. So things that are a bit more fun. Um, Spike will certainly be a big part of it. Um, I don't want to give too much away because we've got a big show on Saturday, but um, certainly a lot of our regulars will be on there. Um, it will be, I think it's even, we've actually might, may have more women than men on that show as well. Um, it's not something we, we're not like kind of trying to make a thing of it, but um, it just felt fell out that way that we've got um, a lot of really great women's wrestlers and we're doing a lot of intergender, we're going to be moving to doing a lot of intergender stuff. So. And that's really good that you don't even, you don't even realize like you're just, pulling in talent it doesn't matter what orifices they have or don't have it's just wrestling um and these characters yeah. that's what really matters um so you mentioned spike trevay which is uh just a superstar just just a supernova kind of guy um he's got a feud going on with Kara noir and i think it was Kara Kara who kind of pulled me into to seeing what you guys were about the fact that it's it's all performance wrestling it's it really pulled me in it was so fascinating and to see the contrast between uh, a character like Kara Noir versus Spike Trevay is 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 highly intriguing and that's why I want to get to know more about you guys um tell us about yeah. Kara Noir because that's a very very unique individual that you have yeah Grace. Uh, yeah I can talk I can talk about Kara Noir a lot um so he, uh, for me, like personally, as someone that's interested in wrestling as a fan and that kind of combined with my, my own kind of professional interests, Kara just sums up why I think wrestling is a performance art form. Um, the, you can get drawn in very quickly by his gimmick, like his, his persona and the entrance and the dramatics. But if you actually watch his matches, the way he kind of moves in the ring and the way he holds himself, uh, the way he kind of really tells stories through kind of body language and things like that. I, I, I think are kind of like, uh, he's one of the most exciting wrestlers for me to watch. 
because the character is not just the, the elaborate entrance. It's every, every little movement that he has in the ring. Um, and you can tell he comes from uh, like a dance background that he's got that kind of uh, creative movement um, understanding of how to use his body, what, how to, how to look in certain situations, how to kind of, uh, he like he's selling. He, he, he's fantastic. Like if he, you know, yeah, I can talk about him for a while, but then you've got, um, yeah, Spike who obviously given Spike's character, um, we set him up as someone who hates everything that we do basically. Um, but there's the not same- much he does like, to be honest. <laughs> no, but at the same time, he's everything that we like about wrestling as well. So it's like, that's, this would, I quite like that kind of layered thing where, um, yeah, as much as like he'd be loath to admit it, he kind of personifies what wrestling resurgence is about as much as Car. So it's a really nice uh, contrast, and, and it's it's nice to be able to build something as well. Like they, they've barely touched each other in the last. We've, I mean, we've not been going as you as you've said, we've not been going very long, but um, they've had these kind of little interactions at the last show, the last couple of shows, and now it's all going to come to a head, and I think it's going to be a really good match. There is a preview. If you're listening to this, there's a preview on the Resurgence Wrestling uh, YouTube. Uh, I think it's like a minute long, just to give you a taste of what's going on. So I definitely encourage you to check it out. If you are not into watching British wrestling as much as I I am, because I talk about it enough, um, please check it out because Spike Trevay is, is a type of character who is kind of similar to um, MJF here in the States. He's a very kind of silver spoon in his mouth kind of dude. Um, so it's interesting. It's, it's, it's in that same bracket of character. Um, but Spike Trevay is just, mm. holy cow, he's so good. Um, yeah. I mean, like for us, um, wrestling in the UK, since it's kind of, um, recent sort of revival, not revival, but, um, I guess Renaissance, um, it's, it's got, it's found a kind of new left wing kind of thing to it. Like, um, companies like progress are very liberal um and in the uk spike doesn't do it as much as he does now but he he used to play a lot on the idea that he was a tory which is a kind of right-wing party in uk politics i saw him so, dress uh, as uh, Theresa may and that was quite terrifying dude yeah i, I was at that show that, that was one of the funniest <laughs> things i've seen in wrestling i was in i was in tears i was, I was crying um yeah i came out to dancing queen and uh, <laughs> works so well and like for for companies like Riptide and Brighton which is so staunchly like left wing he comes out and he's just instantly the biggest heel in the whole in the whole company and he's such a fun he's so fantastic on the mic that he just milks every little bit of that and um, but it's interesting he's, he's sort of moving away from that sort of explicit association with the with the Tory party into something that's a bit more I think a bit more interesting like the stuff he's doing in progress at the moment looks really cool I mean the guy you just give, give him a microphone he'll just He'll just talk and it will be gold. He is one of those guys that just, uh, he'll say, uh, you don't know what he's going to say, but it's going to be absolute solid gold and you're going to want to smash the retweet button as quickly as possible. As we just saw with the progress shows, um, Do Not Resuscitate is killing it right now um, with, a, with a band of brothers who we didn't expect to come together, but it's working. Um, so it's very fun to see that. Um, so given the high production value of well, what comes off as high production value, uh, like Riptide, Progress, Rev Pro, of course, with their New Japan links, um, what would you say that your advantages are as a small organization? Uh, just more on the more on the topic of breaking away from the pack, essentially. So, what advantage, advantages does Resurgence have? Um, because you know, back in the day when I was growing up, ECW didn't have the production value. They didn't have 
the greatest wrestling quality at times, but they made the most out of what they had. So what is something that you have that you make the most out of um, that works to your advantage? Um, I think probably, um, yeah, I, I guess the the backgrounds that we have. Um, so I, in the same way that, that Progress brought, when, they, when Progress started, they brought a lot of skills that weren't really widely kind of there within the wrestling scene. Like they came from um, comedy and music backgrounds and things like that. Um, so I think uh, the knowledge that we've brought together in terms of like our commentary team, our behind the scenes team, I think that's like set us up quite well as a company. Um, then the venues that like we have, like to be able to use a venue like Nottingham Contemporary, um, that's because we know people that work at Nottingham Contemporary. So it's taking wrestling, putting it in a, in a non traditional wrestling venue has, has certainly brought a new audience to it and we get a lot of uh, first time um, and, and a lot of first time audience members and people that have not necessarily seen wrestling before so we're quite um, we're really interested in growing kind of wrestling audiences and sort of saying to people like you know actually particularly in the art world um, come and look at this this is like as exciting as anything else that's going on in kind of contemporary theatre and things like that um, we've been quite lucky to get funding as well so Again, because of our arts background, we, we've had um, this is a film coming out soon, which was one of the byproducts of it. We've had a bit of kind of public funding for some of the work we've done. Uh, we consider it like we, we don't really consider ourselves a company as much as a as a, as a project. Uh, it's sort of like um, it, it, this, and this this is kind of how it's evolved. It started as a one-off event, and it sort of snowballed into into what we have now. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Um, we're in a good position and we'll probably start doing a lot of stuff that maybe other companies don't do. Um, the academics that we work with and things like that to have people that are like world leading kind of authorities on theater and dance and stuff like that. It's really cool. It's really, really fascinating to see you guys talk about performance art because it is a performance art wrestling and you lose grasp of that sometimes. Um, but I want to ask you a question. If you got like an open check, like a WWE money, uh, what would be like the first two or three things that you would do to the company? Uh, that's an interesting one. That's like every promoter's dream, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What would you do? What was the first thing? Like cameras? Uh, what'd you get? Quit, quit my job for a start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cam cameras. I think would be a big one. Um, there's Riptide really changed the game in terms of um, video production. Um, but it costs a lot of money. Um, like we, we, we've again through our kind of public funding that we've had for, for spandex ballet, um, we've used kind of similar techniques. But to be able to afford that on a on a monthly or a month by month basis would just at this moment be impossible for us. Um, so something like that, and then uh, just investing in people, um, probably like having full time members of staff, people to run social media and marketing, people to do things like video editing. Um, you know, creative, talented people. Um, and that, that that's how British wrestling has kind of become so successful is there's so many people like ourselves that are willing to give their time for nothing. Um, you know, there's a, a huge amount of creativity has been poured into British wrestling. Um, but there's very few people that are paid for that kind of work. So I think being able to have a team, a paid team, would be the biggest thing. That's an interesting investment that you that you mentioned because you you focused more on the mental aspect of where you would take the brand and the people aspect rather than the equipment. So I really like that answer. That's very fascinating to me. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's been one of the real like pleasures of just the whole project. Um, we've, we've brought together a lot of people that have uh, different professional interests, but all have a kind of common love of wrestling. So it's like a lot of people coming and have, you know, it's, it's collaborative. All the wrestling is collaborative. Um, the matches, the performers, um, the, the backstage people and their relationship to the performers, it's all a group of people coming together to put on a show. And that's, that's why we do it, like for the fun of doing that. So you mentioned a little earlier about intergender wrestling, and it's kind of a topic that some people are scared to talk about, and other companies are just doing it, and um, it's not really a concern for many. But what what is your view? You kind of touched on it earlier, but what is your view? Do you do you even have a view on it? Is it not like a should we even be treating it like it's actually something to talk about? Because I mean, because some people are more progressive or more beyond that, um, but we still have to talk about it because. The global organization of WWE, they don't present it in that way at all. Hitting a woman is like taboo, um, mm. even in a combat kind of environment. Um, so what's your view on it as a wrestling resurgence company? Um, well, yeah, like I said, we're, we're going to start um, doing intergender wrestling. Um, it's it's something that we, we've never like said that we wouldn't do. Um, we just felt that the way to use our characters over the last couple of shows because we're so new we, we just it felt like they were better better matches and they just didn't happen to be intergender matches it wasn't kind of deliberate um but just in terms of it in general i think it for me it has to work with the product um if if you're present it, it depends on how you are presenting wrestling because there's, there's lots of different ways of presenting professional wrestling um what we do is you know really really different to um I don't know, say uh, Evolve in the in the UK, I guess, or one of those companies, maybe like Ring Old Ring of Honor, where it was sort of very, you know, or New Japan, say, like it's very kind of sport focused, and they're going for a kind of realism that you would find in boxing or MMA and things like that. Then, you know, in that context, then maybe it doesn't make sense because they're trying to mimic, well, not mimic, but they're trying to give their audiences that sort of MMA sports kind of feel maybe intergender doesn't work in that sense because it's all about, for me, it's all about suspension and disbelief. So like, as long as you can kind of believe and lose yourself in what's going on, then intergender wrestling makes sense. But if you, if you're putting it in a, in a, in a, in, a, in an environment where it's going to be impossible or very difficult to suspend your disbelief, then it kind of maybe doesn't work. But that, that would be true of anything like um, a really silly comedy match, like arc, imagine putting on arc or like wrestle kingdom or something. It'd be kind of like, just wouldn't work <laughs> because of the context. Um, whereas for companies like us, for Riptide, um, Attack, um, Eve, well, Eve's obviously all women. But, Fight Club Pro, you've got Mako down there. Yeah, yeah, Fight Club. Um, I think, it, yeah, it is, it's about the, the context. Like if your fans want to see it uh, and they can get behind it and believe in it, then I think it's absolutely fine. That's what I like about the UK is that you guys are really – as far as a wrestling scene, it seems like you guys are a little ahead of the curve a little bit, especially better than in the States. Um, so speaking of America, have you been to America before? Uh, yeah, I have. I've never seen live wrestling in America, though. But obviously, I've watched a lot um, growing up. Um, yeah, I've been to... Um, where have I been? Uh, Chicago. Um, was recently, I've been to Florida. Um, yeah, a little bit. Are there any food places that you just couldn't get enough of? <laughs> uh, mm. 
Yeah, like last last time I came over, I was eating meat. Um, so I'm now vegetarian. Mm. So um, just like the burger places, stuff like that, <laughs> steakhouses. That's why I wear extra large shirts now because of the burger places. Um, so yeah, but I mean, certainly Amer- American like wrestling is so prevalent of like well, like I'm 31, so I grew up with. I mean, I remember well initially WCW, and then a lot of ECW. Um, Ring of Honor, those are the kind of companies that sort of grabbed me as a fan. Um, uh, so I'm going to ask you kind of a tough question to to leave to end the interview, and I've I've fielded this to Josh and and Emily at Eve, and I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, if Theresa May is somehow able to pull <laughs> pull a deal out of her behind, um, and you guys actually leave the Euro- European Union. Do you think there's going to be an effect on pro wrestling with Brexit? Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, I don't no, I, I don't see why there would be. Um, the, I mean, the effect would be if it has a wider effect on the economy. So if, if the economy tanks um, and we get a recession, which is quite likely, especially if we don't get a deal, if we leave with no deal, um, then that will start to affect people's disposable income, and then people maybe will have less money to spend on on wrestling and things like that. So that would, yeah, affect ticket gates, I imagine. Um, but then the, the, what, we, what we call the kind of British re- wrestling re- revolution of the last 10 years came out of the recession, so um, the last kind of global recession. Um, so, yeah, I can't... I can't Personally, I can't see it affecting us too much. I don't think there'll be massive travel travel implications. Like, there's so many wrestlers in the UK. Um, the, the wrestlers that come from Europe, um, countries like Germany and things like that, they'll still be able to come over and work shows, and you know, I don't see that being an issue. I hope not, because that would be terrible. Um, I don't what did Josh uh, Eve say? I don't remember what Josh said. I remember Emily saying about... Um, how she immediately thought Killer Kelly, like, oh, I can't get Killer Kelly. Like, what if, what if you can't travel? You know what I mean? Like, uh, the talent can't move around as excess- as easily as people can move around now. So, but but with your focus more on more British talent, you don't really bring in a lot of people all over. Um, so I don't know if that would affect you, Tylee. But we have, I don't think Theresa May knows what the hell is going on either. So. Who really knows? No, no I mean, I, I can't, because of the nature of wrestling, it's, it's bringing people over for a couple of dates and stuff like that. I don't, I can't see there being any issue. Um, I hope not, because the UK scene is insane right now. Um, so tell us where we can find you on the internet and all the good stuff and what you have coming up uh, as well. Uh, yeah, so on Twitter, we're W underscore Resurgence. And that's the same on Instagram as well, W underscore Resurgence. Um, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, I think it's just Wrestling Resurgence. And then in terms of upcoming stuff, uh, we have a show on Saturday, which is our Art House Wrestling Over the Top, Over the Top Rope Rumble. It's quite a mouthful. <laughs> Where we'll crown our first champion. So that'll be hitting uh, video on demand, probably like a, I mean, a G-Man who does all our filming, he'll be on it like really quickly. So it'll be like a few days. Uh, and then the next big show is Spinal Graps at Nottingham Contemporary. So that's Sunday the 3rd of March. Um, both should be really, really good shows. Um, and we'll, we'll have a champion as well, so that'd be pretty cool. 
And if you get a chance to go to the Twitter, um, W underscore Resurgence, uh, you'll get to take a look at their new belt that they're going to crown. And it is a gorgeous, gorgeous belt. So get a chance to look at that if you can. Uh, please give me a follow if you can. Wilford Watches on Twitter. Um, uh, also support me on Patreon. We have patreon.com slash Wilford Watches for early interviews, releases, and bonus content uh please check out wrestling resurgence it's a fantastic wrestling program and it's still new um so if you're watching nxt uk and you're watching progress and you're wondering where all the big names are coming from resurgence is one of those companies that will have all the new stars you'll want to know now before they get big um so thank you so much for joining sam really an honor to spend a little time with you yeah no problem thanks for having me What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.